Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. Trey Blossman's going to join me. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Trey will give you a pick. He's going to tell you who he thinks wins the finals and in how many games. We'll also talk about NIL, name, image, likeness. It's the Wild West with no sheriff. We'll talk about the NCAA and the NIL and much more. NBA Finals, NIL, and much more for you right here on Talking Sports with TK. Hey, connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, which here on Monday, July 5, I got a free baseball pick for you, winning you some money, a free MLB pick. Go to YouTube, search for Tommy Chrysan, Talking Sports with TK. And, of course, I am the oldest dude on TikTok, Talking Sports with TK. Let's listen to a message from our host, Anchor, and then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman for Sports Takes. We got some strong, hot takes coming up next. I am Tommy Chrysan. This is Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Before history is written... It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. TK about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. We have a lot of fun with it. We got some strong thoughts on a couple of big topics in the sports world today. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Tommy, I'm doing well. Doing well. Had a good weekend. A little semi-holiday today. Back to work tomorrow. Well, we're going to want to talk about the name, image, and likeness, NIL, that has uh, fallen upon the NCAA effective uh, a couple of days ago, July 1. But let's start with the NBA Finals. They are set. Phoenix, who has not been to the finals since 1993. Milwaukee, who has not been to the finals since 1974. They'll play game one in Phoenix tomorrow night. Uh, your reaction to the matchup in the finals, the Suns and the Bucks. Tommy, I like the matchup. And, you know, you talked to going back to 93. That's a team Charles Barkley played on. You talk about going back to 74. That's a team that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played on. A uh, couple of greats got their teams to the finals and couldn't win. Uh, new blood this year, which is good, I think. Milwaukee's had a frustrating end to their last two or three seasons. They thought they've been on the cusp. They made a bold move acquiring Drew Holiday, thinking he was going to be the guy that was going to push him over the top. That played out with mixed results all year. Giannis Anatokounmpo goes down in the conference finals. Uh, It took that to get Holiday to start playing the kind of ball that I think the Bucs brought him in for. He was outstanding in the two games that wrapped up the Eastern Conference Finals for them. Hats off to him. I loved him as a Pelican, not just on the court, but off the court. Outstanding human being. Couldn't be happier for Drew Holiday. Well, you know, I have a – 
Well, I have a co- I have a cousin that lives in Milwaukee, and we swapped messages today. I know he's a big Brewers fan from MLB, and he said he, he's a Bucks fan and an NBA fan, not as big as the Brewers. But he said the ownership there has been great to this city for like 10, 15 years. The Milwaukee Bucks facilities are, are as good as anybody in the NBA, and this wasn't the case at all 15, 20 years ago. And they're developing some downtown area around the arena and this, that, and the other. He said, you know, that the, the fan base is very passionate for the Bucks. And like we said, they hadn't been there since 74 when they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, oh, another guy named Oscar Robertson on the team. So, yeah. you know, they, and so here they are uh, in the finals uh, without having a Greek freak for a couple of games. But, Hey, this Middleton cat's pretty good. And as you said, Giroux Holiday, you know, he he's getting her done. So, you know, it's an exciting time for Milwaukee. Not a big city. The NBA's probably cringing, but the TV ratings have been in the tank anyway. But I think the fact that it's Phoenix, Milwaukee may draw a few viewers because you don't have to put up with LeBron's bullshit and crying and whining. And you got some new blood, some freshness. You know, everybody likes the underdog and everybody wants to take down the the king of the mountain. So, hey, Phoenix, Milwaukee, uh, I hope it's an entertaining series, and I think it will be. I I think it will be, and I think TV ratings will be strong. Uh, And that's relative, of course, uh, strong compared to pre-BLM on the tattooed on the court days, I think. NBA is still trying to recover from their social justice awareness, if you will. Uh, I think Bobby Dandridge was also on that 74 bucks team, which gave them three really good players. I want to point that out before I forget that. But uh, as we've discussed here, Tommy, the TV ratings for these NBA playoff games have gone up since the Lakers were eliminated. So certainly we would expect pretty good uh, viewership for this series. And there's some dynamic players. We just mentioned Drew Holiday. Uh, you mentioned Middleton, who's really playing ball. I think he had 48 the other night, including 20 in the fourth quarter. And the big question surrounding Milwaukee is is Anatokounmpo. Will he play or will he not? You know, normally in the finals, you have three game, three days between the first and second game. Here we only have two. It's only one off day. They play Tuesday, tomorrow night. They play again Thursday. Then there's the third day off. They don't go again till Sunday. So, you know, if there were three games, three days off, I, I feel like if that second game wasn't until Friday, the Bucks might just hold him to give him that extra rest. But with the first two games, you know, just a night apart, I, I think they're more forced to try and get him onto the court if he can play. Uh, and I'm not a doctor, and I don't know. Can he risk further damage to the injury? Is it a question of him being just 80%, or is it a question of him going back to 50 or 60% if he tweaks that injury? I, I don't know the answer to that, and I guess that will determine ultimately if he plays in game one or not. But let's talk dynamic players. Let's look at the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think the MVP at his finals is going to be Devin Booker, Tommy. He's a young man born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. His dad, Melvin Booker, was a point guard at Missouri, and he played for Grand Rapids in the Continental Basketball Association, the CBA, where he met his wife, got married, and had Devin Booker. A little history here. He moved to Moss Point, Mississippi before his sophomore year in high school. He played three years at Moss Point High School. He went to Kentucky, played one year. In 2015, he was the 13th pick 
in the NBA draft. 13th pick. You would consider him a steal today at that pick, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, he plays like a top one or two pick to me. He was the youngest in the history of the NBA to score 60-plus points. At 20 years old, he put up 70 against the Boston Celtics. They lost the game, by the way. Two years later, in 2019, at 22 years old, he was the youngest NBA player to score back-to-back 50-point games. This guy's a stud, Tommy. He's 24 years old. He's coming into his own. And I think Giannis, or no Giannis, the best player in this series is going to be Devin Booker. It's very interesting. I enjoy listening to all the stats you had there. And the guy has uh, made it big time. And, you know, and Phoenix is not without injury or guy. Yeah, you know, nobody's 100 percent, you know, going into the finals. Everybody's got a bumper, a bruise or an ache. And that's just what happens in the NBA. But I'm happy for Monty Williams. You know, he was with the New Orleans franchise. They kind of got rid of him. Some people said they should have hung on. And here he is in the finals. Lots of connections. For those of you Pelicans fans out there or NBA fans in Louisiana between Giroux Holiday and Chris Paul and Monty Williams. Also, don't forget, there's a guy on a bench for Phoenix, Langston Galloway, who went to Christian Life High School in Baton Rouge, uh, who's a, a sub for, for Phoenix. So there, there's another Louisiana tie in the finals. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I told my cousin in Milwaukee today, you know, I follow the NBA on the surface pay a little more attention in the playoffs and I'm looking forward to the finals. I've watched more game minutes in the conference finals that I did all year put together of the NBA. I kind of lean on you for that, but a couple of watering holes I was in had it on and I couldn't hear it, but I could see it. And, you know, obviously that in some ways that's better, but (laughs) you know, so I'm going to be paying attention, uh, you know, to Phoenix, Milwaukee, again, first game, Tuesday night in Phoenix, Bucks are getting six points in that game, plus 205 on the money line. And I know before we get off the NBA topic, you're going to pick the series for everybody of who you think will win. And uh, Phoenix is, is favored in the series, just no matter, by, no matter how you slice it, whether it goes four, five, six, or seven games. So there's a lot of storylines. And then there's Tory Craig, guy that bounced around the, the G League and uh, with the Denver Nuggets for a little bit. And he was with Milwaukee earlier this year, played in, I want to say, 18 games, got That's traded correct. to Phoenix, played, traded to Phoenix, played in 30 games. So he's going to get a world championship ring no matter what. I mean, because the Bucks, he played enough games where the Bucks will give him a, a championship ring. So uh, that's another interesting story. Uh, so, no, I, I think it, it has a chance to be entertaining and it has a chance to get some TV ratings up. And on that note, LeBron James showed his ass at his kid's summer league game, embarrassed himself, had it out with the PA announcer because of a comment made, blah, blah, blah. And I saw post after post after post that LeBron is the worst, is ruining the NBA every day. People are so glad his team's not playing and he's not involved right now. And we've talked about it many times on this podcast. I mean, the best thing he could do would be go to China and make another Space Jam movie and leave the NBA alone. It was there before him. It'll be there after him. Well, look, the NBA leadership, Commissioner Silver starting at the top, need to recognize that he's toxic for the league at this point in time. He is universally disliked, and for very good reason. 
Right. For very good reason. Look, I, I see anything posted on social media, uh, and as was the story that Stephen A. Smith and Shaquille O'Neal had been ripping him, and I, I click on any thread where that's the topic, and I want to read the comments. And I can tell you, and I've said this before, I, I, I've never seen an athlete who was as good as he is at what he does so hated. The dude's despised, and he brought it all upon himself. He's a, jack, he's a jackass. He's, he's, an uneducated, he's an uneducated jackass. And when he speaks his mind, he uses poor grammar and uh, and poor choices of what he says. He needs a filter. Somebody needs to tell that guy he needs a filter. And he is one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. Okay. But being a, a, a marquee name or being a face of the league requires much more, and he ain't got it. Trey, uh, let, let's get your pick, your thoughts on the series. I know you don't want to pick the game tomorrow night when it's unknown as we record some 26, 27 hours before tip-off uh, as to whether or not uh, the Greek freak will play. But I want to get your observation and thoughts on the series, Suns and Bucks. Well, you know, I guess I kind of tipped my hand when I said who I thought was going to be the finest MVP <laughs> and Devin Booker. But, uh, look, Chris Paul, so happy for that guy. Loved when he was drafted by the Pelicans, was watching the draft with my sons. And, man, I said, it's got to be Chris Paul. It's just got to be Chris Paul in his spot. And, of course, it was. He was great for us. Uh, I remember going to a playoff game at the Smoothie King Arena. I don't think it was called that at the time. But uh, Chris Paul against Phoenix with Allen Iverson. What a great game it was. I remember it went into overtime. I think Iverson, the Sixers pulled it out by three or four points at the end. But it was great watching those two guys go at it. Uh, a young Chris Paul uh, and the uh, in his prime, uh, Iverson. You know, it was just a lot of yeah. fun that night. Uh, I followed Chris Paul's career uh, because I loved, I liked him at Wake Forest. I loved him in New Orleans. I'm so happy that guy is where he is. And with the coach that he has, you can see the affection between those two is genuine. And, yes, the New Orleans franchise made a huge mistake in letting Monty Williams go. We haven't had a coach that good since. Uh, now they don't know who to hire. The best coaches available have already been hired. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Uh, the family of Zion is making noise that they want to get him out of New Orleans as soon as possible. I don't think Zion thinks like that. I think he likes New Orleans. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. But Chris Paul is poised and ready to lead this team. DeAndre Ayton is a young stud developing at center. Uh, they've got great wings. Uh, Bridges from Villanova and Jay Crowder who just is an absolute baller. They've got good bench play. Uh, they've got punch off the bench. They can score. Look, Milwaukee's good. And winning those two games without Giannis against Atlanta, even though Trey Young wasn't fully right or wasn't in at all, was still impressive because Atlanta's a good young team. By the way, they did make Nate McMillan their permanent head coach today, which was very smart. Could have easily seen them losing him in a bidding war. Glad they tied him up early. Prospects for the uh, Hawks look good. But I, I just think ultimately there's just a little too much on this Phoenix team. They're obviously a little bit healthier. Uh, DiVincenzo 
the starting point guard for Milwaukee has been out for the last month or so and will not play. Uh, he, of course, had the phenomenal freshman year at Villanova and came out early. Talent on both teams. It would not shock me if Milwaukee won because they're good. But I, I think this Phoenix team is something special. And going back to the 8-0 run in the bubble last year, and they had a good winning streak before they went into the bubble – or Chris Paul would have never considered signing with this bunch. They don't go undefeated in the bubble last year. I don't think Chris Paul looks at Phoenix as a place where I can go lead a team to the finals. So good for them all around. I'm not only picking Phoenix, I'm pulling for them, and I'm going to tell you I like Phoenix in six. Phoenix in six, the pick from Trey Blossman. We remind you, you're listening to Sports Takes. All a part of Talking Sports with TK. Please share this podcast and like it. Hit the favorite button. You'll always know when we're doing stuff. Trey, we got a couple of minutes left. NIL, name, image, and likeness. Everybody knew it was coming. The NCAA knew it was coming. They didn't get ready for it. Student athletes got ready for it. Conferences got ready for it. Schools across the country got ready for it. It is the Wild West with no sheriff. I mean, there are some rules and guidelines and regulations, but there's no standard that's been set by the NCAA, which they should have done. You can do it in some states. You can not do it in others. It's going to it's gonna, uh, create an imbalance on the playing field, especially when it comes to recruiting. It's the part of the world now. Dabo Sweeney said two years ago, if kids could make money, he'd quit coaching. Well, yeah, he's got to eat those words because he's not going to quit. But I think we got to let it play out. We have to let more time go by. It's only been five days, and we've seen some crazy stories and some not-so-crazy stories. NIL, it's now a part of the landscape in college sports. The Olympic, the gymnastics, Olivia Dunn from LSU is expected to become a millionaire from NIL, gymnastics. So it's not just a football thing. It has totally changed the landscape at NCAA. The NCAA in their office in Indianapolis, Indiana, they're walking dead. They're going to be eliminated in less than five years, and in part because they did not get ready for NIL. Trey Blossman, your thoughts on name, image, and likeness? I don't like it at all, but here it is. So as you said, we'll watch and see how it plays out. I think that it's up to the states, as you said, some allow it, some don't. I think it's up to the individual states to regulate it in their own way. I think Louisiana, from what I understand, has passed a bill that's advantageous for Louisiana schools and primarily LSU because they're the big money player here. And, you know, back when I was in school, there were rumors that so-and-so was getting this and so-and-so got a car and -and so-and-so got a little money. And, you know, that has festered itself over the years. And there was a movie, I think Robbie Benson starred as a basketball player at Indiana, and he got paid to make sure the sprinklers were turned on and the sprinklers were on an automatic timer. So, you know, as long as the timer didn't shut down, he was getting paid as long as the sprinklers were running. And, you know, things like that have happened, I guess, forever. But now that stuff's going to be legal, you know, uh, What's to stop uh, Price LeBlanc Toyota for putting Miles Brennan in a Toyota Land Cruiser and giving him two hundred grand a year to do TV commercials for? Him? Oh, it's uh, it, it, we, we got to see. Know? 
We got to let it play out. But look, here's the question, Tommy. If the players can make that money, would some be inclined to stay in school another year? Well, that's so if you're if you're in, if you're in college and you're knocking down a quarter of a million a year, what's the rush to get to the NFL? Well, and then you know, years ago, Leonard Fournette sat out of a bowl game for LSU football. Now you might have that sponsor say, "Uh, uh-uh, we we you know, I know you can still tweet, you can still post, but we need you to play in a game. We gave you all this money, and then what right. if a guy gets hurt? He can still tweet. I get it, but we got to let it play out. But it's the wild wild west with no sheriff is what we got. Right now. Hey, Trey Blossman, next week I want to get into the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game when we do a podcast, and I'm going to give a tease right now. And I've seen a lot of lists since the teams were announced yesterday about you know, who was snubbed, who, who got left out. The biggest snub in the history of All-Stars is to the city of Atlanta this year who had the game pulled from them. That's the biggest snub. I don't want to hear about Bregman and DJ LeMay who – no, at the city of Atlanta – got the shortest end of the deal with the All-Star game. We'll talk more about that next week. Totally agree, Tommy. Thank you, Trey. Yes, sir. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.